they came level with me. It was impossible for Uther not to see me, but he never glanced my way. I knew he sought to fix blame for last night's death, and felt that my foresight had failed him. Had he waited but one day, he thought, he might have had his way with honor and in the sight of men. And I knew I was the public sacrifice to his remorse. One of the king's officers leaned forward and said something, but Uther ignored him. The man looked doubtfully at me, then, with a half-salute to me, rode on. Unsurprised, I watched them go. I led the horse to a boulder and scrambled into the saddle, then headed for Demilioch, where the king's army lay. Gaps in memory can be merciful. I have no recollection of reaching the camp, but when, hours later, I swam up out of the mists of fatigue and pain, I was in bed. When I finally awoke, the voices humming over me took shape. Well, that's that. The hand was the worst of it, but the ribs will mend, they're only cracked. I had a vague recollection of that voice. At any rate, I knew what he was. The hand on the bandages was the touch of a professional. I tried to open my eyes again, finally gave up, and let myself drift. The doctor was discussing me with a foreigner who seemed wary of my reputation. No need to fear, in this state at least he's harmless. I hadn't imagined him so young. Not so young, he must be two and twenty. But to have done so much. They say his father, the king, Ambrosius, never took a step without talking it over with him. They say he sees the future in a candle flame and can win a battle from a hilltop a mile away. Oh, they would say anything of him. The doctor's voice was calm. Brittany, I thought. I must have known him in Brittany. But certainly Ambrosius valued his advice. Is it true he rebuilt the giant's dance near Amesbury that they call the Hanging Stones? Oh, that's true enough. When he was a lad with his father's army in Brittany, he started to be an engineer, among other things. Even as a youth, he knew more about medicine than most men who practice it for a livelihood. God knows why he shuts himself away in that godforsaken corner of Wales now. After Ambrosius' death, Merlin went away and saw no one, till this business of Uther and Gorlois, Duchess. And it seems as if that's brought him trouble enough. Ambrosius' bastard, eh? The stranger was still curious. Who was his mother, then? She was a king's daughter, southern Welsh, from Meridianum. They say he got the sight from her, but not his looks. He's a mirror of the late king, more than Uther ever was. Same colouring, black eyes, and that black hair. Aye, there's power there, and it's real. So the stories are true. The stories are true, said the doctor flatly. He dismissed the man, and then, after a moment, left himself. The sounds faded. Others came and went in the darkness, but these were voices without blood, belonging to the air. Perhaps I should have waited to listen, but I lacked the courage. I drew sleep round me, muffling pain and thought in the merciful dark. 